So we have a fun of that. Our Heavenly Father, we, uh, we come before you this morning. We ask that you uh, be gracious not only to the one who speak, also be gracious to those who hear and help us to fully uh, understand how can we get all these kind of blessings that you have uh, to bestow upon us and help us not to lose any blessing and uh, open our eyes we can see the wonderful thing that is written in the gospel and help us to uh, celebrate uh, our Lord Jesus Christ uh, for what he has done for us and what he has sent to us and I pray all this in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen uh, The more I study the Bible the more I realize that we are, we are blinded and uh, we can't see the wonderful thing that's written in the, in the scripture and uh, when we hear things that we don't like to hear and uh, we are just like the uh, young rich man, we become sad and uh, walk away uh, from our Lord Jesus Christ and walk away from all these blessings. So uh, I just want to point out to you uh, uh, how much uh, this young man miss. okay? I purposely uh, starting the Matthew chapter 19 verse 13, right? I started that. Uh, before this young rich man come to see Jesus, Matthew, uh, brother and sister, don't you know that Matthew is a tax collector? He said, he's a rich man too, right? So not that uh, every rich man uh, walk away uh, from Jesus. No, that's not true. Uh, Matthew is a very, very rich man, okay? And uh, when, uh, when the Lord called him to uh, follow him, he did that. So uh, let's, let's hear uh, what's the magic that we can uh, get the same kind of blessing uh, as a tax collector? Uh, he was despised by the Jewish people. And uh, because he worked for the Roman government to collect tax uh, from the Jewish people and give it to the uh, Caesars, okay? So, I read that to you. How can I go to heaven? Okay. Uh, in other words, if you just uh, start reading Matthew uh, chapter 19, verse 16, then you miss all the blessing. I want you to write that down. Right beside 1916, write down 1913 to 15. Keyword, the keyword. When we come before God, we have to repent. We have to act like a child. Okay? Then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hand on them and pray for them. But the disciples would build those who brought them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to a children like this, the key word is to be a child. 
in the sight of God. I tell you what a child is like. Whatever the father say, the child will do. Uh, I give you one illustration. Uh, when Joyce was very uh, little, okay, and I think at that time she's maybe one or two years old. I put her on top of the table. She didn't even remember. I say, "Jump to me! I'm gonna hold you." She jumped. You try that. If you ask her. Stand on the table. She asks you why you want me to stand on the table. I don't stand on the table. You understand what I'm trying to say? We use all kind of logic to refuse to do it. And then I say, "Jump to me, I hold you." He said, "Are you sure you can hold me?" You know what I mean? That's that's the big problem. Okay, that's the big problem. You know why people cannot enter the kingdom of God because they don't trust the Father. You understand what I'm trying to say? When your father say to you, "Don't worry," you don't have to worry because he can look after you. You understand? That is what a child is like. But as we getting older, we accumulate knowledge. We think this can be done, that cannot be done. We make assessment. Most of the time, we make wrong assessment. Because my name, the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, is wonderful counsel. When He give you counsel, you will see wonder—the wonder of His mighty word. When you follow His counsel, you'll be richly blessed, not only in this life and also in the life to come. But if we really believe in that, we're going to do it. I can prove it to you in all the text of the scripture. It follows in the same pattern. First of all, I look at that young rich man first. The scripture doesn't help. Uh, chapter nineteen was thirteen. Chapter nineteen was sixteen. You know, the, the reason why they put number there is so as so that we can talk about that portion of the scripture. When you read the scripture, you're supposed to be starting in 13 verse, the background. The Christian man didn't even know that he wanted to inherit eternal life. That means he wanted to enter the kingdom of God. He didn't realize enter the kingdom of God, you have to be a childlike. Trust in the saying of your father. You don't need to do anything. Just do what he said to you. He didn't realize it. Okay? He didn't realize it. So with that kind of background, okay? Don't remember, don't forget that. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as this. Kingdom of heaven belongs to children. By the time when you grow older, you lean on your own understanding, do your own thing. Then you lost it. Okay, we have to be childlike. Now go back. Verse sixteen, nineteen sixteen. Matthew nineteen sixteen. Now a man. Is a man is not a child. 
Right? This man, he wanted to enter the kingdom of God. He lived on his own riches. He didn't realize. I, I, want, I want to share with the word. This man is not a child. In order for this man to inherit the kingdom of God, this man has to repent, has to change. The Bible says that in here he came up to Jesus. In another portion of the scripture, he ran to Jesus. He ran to him. He said, Teacher, what good things must I do to get eternal life? When you ask this kind of question, your, your thinking is not thinking like a child. Right? He's not thinking like a child. So that's why I said he asked the wrong question. And then Jesus said, Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There's only one who is good. I want you to circle the word good. If he is good, he will give you blessing now. If he is good, he will give you blessing in the future. That's what he means by good. Okay? If you want to enter life, obey the commandment. He said, which one? Because he now lived in his mind. He fulfilled all the commandments already. The man inquired. Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. 1919. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All this I kept the young, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. I want to serve the word. Treasure in heaven. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is good. I want to see what kind of blessing this young rich man will get from the good teacher, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I will give you treasure in heaven. The only treasure that will last until eternity is the treasure in heaven. You know what? I found out that uh, uh, my brother in Hong Kong, he, he make a lot of money, but now he's, he's one year older than me. He talked about a lot of things regarding how to spend his wealth on other people. When you are young, you don't think about that. When you are old, you think about that. You know why you think about that? Because he knows that all the wealth that he accumulated all this year, he cannot take it to the carpet. And he calculated the risk, he knows that. His son Mark didn't need more that either. And I'm going to calculate what I'm going to spend with the treasure now. 
This kind of thinking process only for the old people. You understand? For those people who just buy buy a house with a big mortgage, he don't think about that. I have to finish paying the mortgage. You understand what I'm trying to say? When you get older, you find out vanity in life, emptiness in life. You want to do something that's meaningful. You understand? But Jesus said, if you sell your possession and give to the poor. That's exactly what my brother trying to convey to us in the in the worship, right? He talked about he wanted to do a ministry in Hong Kong. There's a lot of old people; uh, they die, and their family, their family member don't even know he died because he's homeless, something like that. No one buried him. He said that he wanted to give out the money so that he has a good burial. But by doing so, you may not have treasure in heaven, because that's what you think you'll get. That's not what Jesus said. All right. Now, I want you. Uh, I want you to remember when you follow God's command through Jesus, sell your possession. And give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. That is what God required a young rich man to do. And after you did that, you start to come and follow me. That's the key word. Come and follow me. Only a child will come and follow the father. You understand? Because you are totally dependent. On him for your existence. You need him to pay for the room and board. You need him to pay for all the expenses you incur. Am I right? You have to come and follow him. Right beside, come and follow him. You write that down. Acts chapter four verse twelve. For there is no other name under heaven. By which you can trust and have eternal life. Only that name is Jesus Christ. You have to follow Jesus Christ. Follow what He did, and follow Him all the days of your life. Okay. And Jesus Christ also said in Gospel John chapter fourteen verse six, "I am the way." The truth and the light. No one comes to the Father. No one can enter the kingdom of God. No one can inherit eternal life unless it's through me. So you have to come and follow me, because Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. If you don't come and follow Him," You don't inherit that. Not just sell the stuff. You understand? Not just sell the stuff. After you sow it and give it to the poor, and then you still have to come and follow him. By doing this good deed, doesn't make you to earn to enter the kingdom of God. 
Now I want to, because I'm going to ask you the question, because Jesus Christ is a good teacher, and what kind of goodness, what kind of blessing that he gave it to you, that this young rich man. Okay, unfortunately, the only thing that he hears is you will have treasure in heaven. He said, you will have treasure in heaven. And then, start to come and follow me. When he hear that, he said, that's too much already. Okay, he cannot follow. Now, keep going. Go back to Matthew chapter 19. 20 now. 1920. The young rich man said, All this I have kept. And the young man said, What do I still lack? And then sell your possession and follow him. When the young rich man heard this, he went away sad. You know why he went away sad? Because he compared the treasure in heaven. He didn't even know what you mean by treasure in heaven, first of all. If he knows that the treasure in heaven can last until eternity, he will do it. Everybody say? He didn't know that. Why? Why would, why would you walk away sad? Brother and sister, I want you to see that. When he walked away sad, he's not just talking about him, because that guy, if later on in life he turned around to repent, he, he's in heaven now. If he didn't turn around and repent, now he's in hell, right? So, this Bible verse is not talking to them, it's talking to us. Am I following Jesus' instruction, or am I following the way of this young rich man? Walk away, sad. Most of the people, when they hear the word of God, some people drop everything just like Matthew and follow Jesus. When he's collecting tax and Jesus comes to him, Matthew, come and follow me. And Matthew drop off everything and come and follow him. So as far as Matthew is concerned, he knows what it really means by come and follow him. Because he experienced the blessing. Alright? Unfortunately, this young rich man did not understand the treasure in heaven. And I think not only this young rich man did not understand, I think the twelve apostles don't even understand also. If they understand, Peter won't say that, I left everything for you too. And as a matter of fact, he lied, okay? He's not, okay? Now, let's say, I keep on verse 23, uh, verse 22, when the young rich man heard this, he went away sad because he has going well. I want to share with this one. I want you to calculate the risk, okay? His great wealth is earthly wealth. That earthly wealth, just like my elder brother, the third brother, okay? And he has great wealth. The earthly wealth, I don't think this great wealth can even compare with the treasure in heaven. I don't think so. Just calculate, okay? He didn't know that because he didn't see it. All he sees his great wealth on earth. But he did. On top of that, he's a young man. He's not an old man like my brother. He's not. So he won't think about that. Too far away. Brother and sister, make sure you understand one thing. 
Whatever God instructs you to do, you ask Him, what kind of blessing do I get now? And what kind of blessing do I get in the future? And that is a good teacher who will give it to you. Okay? I prove it to you. Verse 23, then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. The truth, there means nothing but the truth. It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. You write that down. Why is it hard for a young rich man to enter the kingdom? Because he's young, he has no knowledge, he has no wisdom. He thought that his quick wealth is quicker than the treasure in heaven. He didn't realize his quick wealth can even take it to the coffin. You can only leave it to your children. Your children may squander away. Do you know what? You may not want to spend the money to buy a Mercedes Benz, but when your children have the money, he not only buy one Mercedes Benz, he buy Jaguar, he buy BMW, he gonna buy a warehouse to stock up his car. You understand? That you don't see that. Okay? The money you don't want to spend. You're saving it. He can squander away that you don't see it. Okay? Because he didn't earn it. Just like the book of Proverbs say that. An inheritance quickly gained in the beginning will not be a blessing in the end. Because he didn't know how to save it up. Okay? Now, go again. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eyes of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 25. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? That means, who then can enter the kingdom of God? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With man, just like this young man, using his own thinking, he cannot enter. But with a child, totally dependent on his father, believe in his saying, he will be saved. A young man cannot believe in it. A child can believe in it. Can you see the difference? With man, it is impossible. With a child, it is possible. Because God says so. With God, all things are possible. Listen to what Peter said, okay? Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. So what, is, what Peter has left? He left his wife. He left his children. He left his house. He left his boat. He left his job, right? But he didn't left his own life. I prove that to you. Not everything. Okay? Not everything. I prove it to you. Will you please do me a favor right beside that? He said, I left everything, circle the word everything, to follow you. You write that Gospel of John, chapter 21. Hear what Jesus said about Peter. <laughs> Verse 18, 21, 18, Gospel of John. I tell you the truth, when you were young, 
when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to Peter, "Follow me." Circle the word. Follow me. I say that again. Whatever Jesus said to the young rich man, he said to his disciple Peter, "Come and follow me." Does it make sense? Now I say, you know what did Peter say? Peter said, "I forsake everything and follow you." Sorry, did he did he forsake everything according to Jesus? What else did he keep for himself? His own will. When he was younger, he wanted to follow Jesus, right? He loved to do his own thing. He loved to forsake everything. Only when you are old, you realize good to follow Jesus. Then he stretches out his hand. You bind me. You dress me. You lead me to the place I don't want to go. It's okay. I'm going to go. Lead him to the place that he didn't want to go, but now he wants to go. Is he act like a child? Act like a child now. Does it make sense? And they still have to follow me, brother and sister. Don't you know that the more we live in this world, the more difficult for us to uh, trust in God because you think you accumulate so much wealth and knowledge. Okay, thing that you like to hear, you enjoy it. You're gonna say, "Okay, yeah, that's good. I like it." Thing that you don't like to hear, you're gonna run away, sad, just like that young rich man. Everybody say, "Don't ever think when Jesus says something to some someone, it's certain thing, and say the other different thing." No, this Jesus Christ say the same thing. Even though you go to the place you don't want to go, that place is the place that you're going to glorify me. You know what? When we do our own thing, we make Jesus Christ shameful. But when we follow Jesus, we glorify Him. You glorify Him, He's going to glorify you. Write that down. First, all chapter of Second. Ye. Glorify his two children, two sons, more than he glorified honor God. And God said, "You don't honor me. I take away your job. I don't give you the job. You don't glorify me. I, to prove that I, I will take away your job. I will take away your blessing. To prove it, your two sons that you glorify will die same day, same time. In chapter four, we see that. That's exactly what God said." You don't do your own thing to honor yourself. You do things to honor God. God said, "You honor me, let me glorify, let me honor." You know what? As a child, when you were young, 
you just listen and obey your your father. But when you are old, you shall be do that. You honor him by listening to him. Listen to his advice. Okay? Now, continue. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, we go back to Matthew chapter 19. Was I think 24 now, right? 19, Matthew. 25, 26, 27. Peter said, we have left everything. He said, we have left everything. Talk about the job, the family, and all that. But Jesus responded to this everything, okay? Let's hear Jesus respond. Verse 28, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, at the renewal of all things, can anyone tell me what does it mean by at the renewal of all things? I tell you what it means by at the renewal of all things. At the renewal of all things is millennial kingdom. At the, at the renewal of all things is when Jesus Christ reigned on earth for a thousand years. I want to write that down. What do you mean by at the renewal of all things? At the renewal of all things is everything now, everything now is upside down. Everything then, okay, in the millennial kingdom, everything will be upright. Everything will be righteous. I tell you what it really means. Let's say if I sin against God, God will not punish me right away. Okay? He bear with me. In the millennial kingdom, when I sin against God, He's going to discipline you right away in front of everyone. So that the whole world know that you don't do things against God. You know what? Now, the one who is wicked is more wealthy. The one who is righteous is more poor. That's not the window of all things. You know what I mean? Everything is upside down. The wicked you are, the honor and glory you get now. But in the future, look at the last last book, Zechariah. Zechariah is the second last book, the last book of Malachi, you know, because the last book, second last book, and the last chapter, chapter 14. When the, when the people of Egypt refused to listen to the Lord's command to worship God at the place of Jerusalem, God said, you don't listen to me, according to the Zechariah prophecy, I'm going to stop sending rain to you. Next year, you're going to come back. You're going to suffer for the whole year. That's the renewal of all things. Now, go back. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. He's telling us the truth. And the renewal of all things. You know why the renewal of all things? You, you know why the heaven praise God? And the earth praise God? The tree praise God? Animal praise God? Everything praise God. You know why? Because we curse all these everything. Because we don't get blessed. We thought all these things causing me the problem. No, all these things are not causing you trouble. Our sin causing us the problem. We curse them. You know what? And you renewal all things. We praise God because we get blessing. We get nothing but blessing. Everything work out well. Everything in order. Because Jesus Christ sits on the throne. Everything in order. The wicked will be destroyed. The righteous will be lifted up. That's the renewal of all things. That's in the future. 
when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, when he's ruling for a thousand years, you who have followed me and forsake all these things will sit on the twelfth throne. Now, remember, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm asking you a question. This good teacher, they're going to give you a lot of goodness. At the end of the sermon, I'm going to ask you the question. Could you name them one by one before you walk away from me, from this world? All right? Yes or no? Brother? Try that, right? You sit on the twelve throne. Judging the twelve tribe of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, Peter you left everything, don't brag about that. You left one house, I give you 100 houses. 104. You left your brother, because your brother helped you a lot. You left your sister, your sister helped you a lot. You left your father, you left your mother, you left your children. You left your field, you left your boat, you left your job, for my sake will be saved a thousand times. I'm sorry, a hundred times. I'm checking you to see whether you're awake or not. We give you a hundred times as much and will inherit eternally. Now, Joyce, are you waking or you're sleeping? Tell me what kind of blessing. You know what? If this young rich man, you know what? This young rich man did not, did not hear what Jesus said to his disciple. That because Peter said, we never met him. Jesus Christ did mention it to Whatever you left for me, for preaching the gospel, for the kingdom of God, I give you. One hundred times. One hundred times. But he didn't hear that. He left already. Sad. Right? Now, did you tell me, Joyce? Number one blessing, what do I get? If I sell everything? If I obey Jesus' command to be the perfect one, what's the number one blessing that Jesus mentioned? No, that's not the one. You don't follow the procedure. You have treasure in heaven. Number two. What do you get, Joyce? Hmm? You see, I sit on my throne in the millennial kingdom, I become king. You also become king. Your great wealth can make you king? No, I don't think so. Fulger. Fulger is the mayor of a New York City. He is the only mayor that can be a mayor for three terms. Giuliani can only be a mayor for two terms. It is. Boomer, being a mayor of New York City, 
he didn't even take a salary on top of that. He bring his girl, his daughter, to assist him to be there without taking salary. He's an old rich man. Now he wants to buy gold to be the president candidate in the 2020. Do you know what? A lot of rich people, they have wealth, but they have no power in the sense to be the president. He wants to spend billions and billions of dollars to do goodwill, to earn good name, so that he be the candidate in the 2020 to be the candidate of the Democratic Party. But now Jesus said to you, you come and follow me, just do what I say. You will have treasure in heaven, for one. And secondly, and then we knew the time in Millennium Kingdom. You will have a job as a king for 1,000 years. I don't care how healthy you are. Maybe you can only work in your own job for 60 good years, right? Am I right? If you can work in your own job for 60 good years, you are very healthy already, right? And you may not even enjoy it too. Am I right? But being a king, you will enjoy it. Am I right? Why? All you have to do is say something, someone do it for you. You are king. Now it's not this the renew of time. That's why I'm trying to say, come on, Stephen, you're, you're, not, with, you're not with me. Oh, you're not with me. Yeah, he's not king. At, at the renew of time, yeah. my thinking was when Jesus, after Jesus died, are you you're thinking he's child or you're thinking as a man? Now you, you tell me, then they don't, don't say you're thinking. You're you not following me, you know? I'm saying a very simple. Now, I, I say that again. Third, chapter 19, 13 to 15 is a key word to understand 16 and following. Don't be a man, be a child. Think like a child. Trust in Jesus. Don't say what you think is right. How come, you know, uh, this is like this like the words, okay? And Jesus said to be follower, you know, look okay, back. This is a detective here, not be them, be a child, okay? Be a student, those have a very good things, okay? But Jesus has a good on the Bible, but look at that, okay? Or now, we cannot, let's just try us. What was here? What would you say? Tell me how many people will act like a child? Children. Matthew act like a child? Peter act like a child? I don't, I don't think so. They are followers of Jesus Christ. What, what are you talking about? He, he was in his job. I am act like a child. When I'm 30 and 9 years old, I heard Jesus say, leave your engineering job. Come and follow me to go to New York. I, I can. I could have been go to Virginia. I don't have to have to to, to pay 30, 40 percent exchange rate loss to go to New York. Jesus said, 
New York is the place I want you to go, not Regina. Regina is the uh, Alliance Theological Seminary in Regina at that time. Now move to Calgary. New York is another one. I want you to go to New York. I go to New York and then I learn Mandarin. Don't tell me that we cannot do that. When the Lord moved me, I wanted to put $20,000 to the quick commission. I do it. What are you talking about? That I can do it. I can write a check. I can do it. Don't tell me that, Stephen. I act like a child. You know what I'm going to say to Jesus? I want to see how you're going to bless me. And I see the blessing. At the beginning of the year, I come about giving uh, a base match to the building uh, fund. Do you remember that? you remember that? Mm -hmm. I write that down. Next week, I'm going to do it. The end of the year. I can do it. Because I heard what he said to me. Some other, say, some other people say to me, don't do that. What do we don't do that? I let them, those people who obey like a child, let them do. And they can bless it. Don't tell me that. Come on. I get all kinds of blessings, left, right, and center. I can tell you properly. You understand? Oh man, what are you talking about? If this word is not God's word, I will believe in it. I strongly believe in it. Because Psalm 34, verse 8, I taste and see that the Lord is good. I taste it, I did it. I did it, I get blessed. I said, I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm not telling you something that by imagination. I'm telling you something that I experienced personally. People mistreated me. I made good money when I was an engineer as a contractor. You know how much I made in the first job? $2,000 US. More than half is going to my rent. No health insurance. The health insurance is over $1,000. But I survived for 12 years in New York. When I left New York, I received a letter from the IRA saying that you are not qualified for your pension because you don't work in your time. Right? I left Canada for 12 years, right? The 12 years is the peak of my time, so I get lousy pension too, but I'm still working. If you go a second job, by 65, people will ask you when they give it in time. You understand? Whatever the blessing that we get. Matthew 1930, many who are first will be last. Many who are last will be first. You write that down. Peter are the first, but he's the last. Paul is the last one to believe, but he's the first. 
You believe in it, you get the blessing. You don't believe in it, you don't get the blessing. You just see all other people get the blessing. I don't get the blessing. I don't want it like that. You know what? My wife said to me, he said to me, you better be sure that what God said to you to go to New York. But wherever you go, I follow you. But you better be sure. And I said to her, I'm going to spend three years in seven. If I follow that three years, I don't see the blessing from the Lord. I said, come back as an engineer. Am I right? I don't drop the engineer. I still pay. I still pay the membership fee. Until three years later, I drop it. I'm not here. I don't need it. What do I lost? I want to test and taste to see whether God's word is true. If it's not true, I can't preach the word of God. You don't even get the blessing. Don't tell me that that's a blessing. No, I get the blessing. You know what? We could get a lot more blessing than we deserve. I give you some illustration. Okay? Siva is a servant of King Saul. Okay? And he worked with King. He accumulated a lot of wealth. It's not just a wealth, okay? You, you, what you mentioned here now, you always talk about the wealth. Sometimes it's not wealth. Like this mayor, you talk about him from New York. Yeah. He, he doesn't care his wealth, okay? Because he has lots of, lots of money. No, that, 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 that's not like true. Like Donald Trump. No, no, Stephen, yeah. listen to me first. Listen to what God said first. King Saul said, said that in Ecclesiastes. I don't care how much wealth you have, you still want more. Okay, don't tell me that. That's God's word. Okay? If, if he didn't care, he wanted to exchange his wealth for power. Not that he didn't want the wealth. I believe in God's word, I don't believe in man's word. Okay? Solomon said that. I don't care how much wealth you have, you still want more. That's the one. It's a stumbling block yeah, for people. People are sinful. Okay. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Because they don't know. They don't know the future. They don't know the treasure in heaven. Number one blessing. They don't, they don't know that. You forsake your job now, you became your power. Your honor and your glory. And on top of that, not only in heaven you have treasure, on earth you reign with me. And then you go to the new heaven and new earth. But you do your own thing, sad, just like that young rich man, you go to hell. You lost everything. Now I go back to the servant of King Saul. He's a very faithful servant, make a lot of money, but because King David has a covenant with Jonathan, he takes his wealth, give all to Jonathan's son. He lost everything. King can do that, do you know that? And then you know what happened? Because he realized King David is the one who will reward the faithful one. When King, David, when King David was persecuted by his son Absalom, he, he bring food, a lot of food, to feed King David. You know what King David said? All the wealth 
that I give it to you, to your master, I give it all back to you now. Because you serve me. If we serve King David, we get blessing. How much more we get blessing if we serve our King Jesus Christ? I'm not just talking about wealth. The reason I talk about wealth because this young rich man is very well, has great wealth. That's not about wealth. If I talk about Daniel chapter 4, I, I'm not talking about wealth. I'm talking about power. King Nebuchadnezzar thinks that he has a lot of power. He moves all. No. God can say, I think about your wisdom and you become my enemy. Eat grass until you repent. That's my child. Then I restore everything that you lost. I'm not just talking about wealth. In this Matthew 17, talk about wealth. Then chapter 4, talk about power. You know what I mean? But for Peter's mother, talk about hell. Promise you complain. You always follow Jesus. All the housework I do. But people say to Peter, people say to Jesus, mother-in-law Peter, say, Jesus go there and lay hand, and she restore her health. The Bible says in Mark chapter 1, since then she served Jesus. I talk about everything that you don't have, but Jesus has. You follow, I restore everything that you lost and give you one at a time. Is that good? That's very, very good blessing. That's what I'm trying to say, the cross. You know what's the cross? Don't do what you like to do. Don't think that you are right. Lay down everything, say, Jesus, your way, not my way. Whatever you say. You say New York, I go to New York. You say Hong Kong, I go to Hong Kong. Then you see the message. We do our own thing, we see Mickey Mouse only. Our Heavenly Father, we hear what you have to say. That cross is good. Do things that we don't like to do, it's good. We're going to get a lot of blessing. Not only in the present life, also in the life to come. Hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. I pray all this in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.